Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and thanks for joining us on Beyond Qualified. I'm your host, Tyler Cornford. In this podcast, we'll take you beyond leadership theories to provide practical insights and actionable steps, ultimately to enhance your influence wherever you find yourself. Our guest today is Paul Stanton, and together he and I will be discussing his Converge talk, Freedom by Decision. So brought to you by Converge, this is Beyond Qualified. And we back, Paul Stanton is our guest today. We're going to talk through his Converge talk, Freedom by Decision. So, Paul, for the listeners, mm-hmm. your resident director at Liberty, where, mm-hmm. you, where are you at on campus? I'm on East Campus, the Square Baby. That's where it is. That's <laughs> where it happens. <clears throat> and then, just to get rolling right into the introduction questions, when you were a kid, mm-hmm. who was your role model? Uh, so, favorite role model as a kid, I'd have to say Coach K. I'm a big Duke basketball fan. I love Duke. I started watching them in 2004, and so I've been a fan ever since then. And uh, through the highs and lows, through national championships and uh, Lehigh University, uh, I'm still a Duke fan. Uh, love me some Coach K. So, how long has Coach K been there? He's been there since 1980. Wow. Yeah. He, okay. he, his first couple of seasons, he almost got fired mm. from that position. Mm. They're happy they didn't do that. Okay. So yeah. Coach K, how do you pronounce his last name? Shushevsky. There you go. You are a loyal fan. Um, if someone asks you, Paul Stanton, what book should I pick up and read today? 100% Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire uh, mm-hmm. by Pastor Jim Simbla. Um, I have read part one of that book multiple times, and it will make you cry. And just, just to see how the Lord has worked in and through that church, uh, just to transform people in the inner city um, who come who are just like totally lost, who just come to Christ and see how God just works in their lives. It's an awesome book. Sweet. So, Paul Stanton, before we get into the how of the topic, I'd love to hear the why of even why you're passionate about this Converge Talk, Freedom by Decision. Yeah. Um, so, even this even kind of goes back to when um, I was not even, you know, for those that don't know, I was um, thinking about being a lawyer at one point, and uh, the Lord changed my heart in that, you know, I'm more called to the church now. And uh, freedom has always been this concept that I, I just like, hey, this gets me pumped, this gets me going. And a lot of that beca- is because, um, you know, I see so many people that live in spiritual bondage. And it, even throughout history, when, when God's word touches certain areas uh, on, in the world, like soon thereafter, how you want to live actually becomes free. Not only are you spiritually free, but you want in your physical, you want to be free. How you live, what you do, everything, the rights that you have, etc. Um, so one thing that I'm passionate about is just like is uh, that not only that physical freedom that you hate to have, but also that spiritual freedom. More importantly, mm-hmm. like how you can live in freedom in your heart, but also in the way you live. And so, uh, yeah, um, the why behind that is I think you know just in my own personal story, mm-hmm. just like you know being a slave to sin um, and now trying to be a slave to righteousness mm-hmm. as much as possible, and you know just like living and not carrying bondage with you, and uh, just living in that. You know, it's unfettered life. Um, you just there's a different spirit that you get to have when you're just walking in that. Yeah, that reminds me when I was just a camper in high school. The speaker from that week was talking about he was talking specifically to believers, basically how we can have Christ in our heart and our soul is secure for salvation, but if we choose to stay slave to 
some of the sins that we were in bondage over, um, we can live like not in the freedom that Christ has for us, yeah. um, even here on earth. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then if I asked you to give like a quick thesis of, hey, what is this Converge talk about? Yeah. How would you sum it up in a, in a couple of sentences? Absolutely. So where I'd like to go with this is like, hey, for me, like, hey, what is this? You know, this concept of freedom. You know, how do you define that bad boy? It's one thing to talk about something, but you got to know what you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> so like we're going to define that bad boy and then we're going to define what what it's not like hey what's sin i mean excuse me and what's like slavery you know you think of freedom and then you also think of bondage so like discerning what those are and how they work together also just um with that specifically because we're talking about decision making like how do we apply that then to what we do on the daily like it's one thing to have these abstract concepts up in the air like okay that's what freedom is that's what bondage is slavery whatever okay great what does that do for me today mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got a test tomorrow, so great. Um, but how do you practically apply that in the decisions that you have to make for today and like why that matters? And um, also resurrecting a word like consequences. You know, we hear that and we always think, oh, negative, negative. Like this is just a negative word, but actually it can be a positive word too. There can be positive things that come out with decisions that we make that we're given in freedom to make. Um, and so, yeah, that's a little bit, I just want to throw a rapid quote out here. I, I love this quote, one of my faith heroes, and he, uh, he passed away, unfortunately, in May. Uh, it's Ravi Zacharias. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, that quote would be, you know, God gives us the great gift of the prerogative of choice, but God does not let us choose the consequences to which the choice entails. Those are bound to the decisions that we make. And that's a freedom thing, understand. We have the right to choose what we want to do, but we don't have the right to decide what the consequences of those decisions are. There's things that are bound to those decisions that we make. And so, yeah. So that was yeah. more than three sentences, so I apologize. Hey, that's okay. So for your typical Converge student, when, when you think of them, what are the choices that they have before them maybe right. each day right now? Right, yeah. I mean, you know, for the typical uh, student, college student out there, um, you know, they're going to choose like, all right, you know, how do I like use these formative years? Because when you first walk into like, maybe say you're a freshman, you're listening right now, you're kind of just discerning like, okay, who am I? What am I about? What friend group am I going to be a part of? What choices within those am I going to make? And so you just kind of have this autonomy just to go and choose those things. Like you can be friends with, you know, Tom or John, whatever you want. I mean, you can put the filler in there. And then you just kind of discern, like, through the power of the Holy Spirit, like, okay, which one do I need to do? Like, what are the consequences attached to that? Like, hey, should I study or should I not? <laughs> I mean, we all know what the consequences of that is. <laughs> so you're going to flunk that test in Jesus' name. <laughs> so um, so please study for that. Okay, we want you, you're here for an education, not just to have fun. We want you to have fun, too. Um, but then also, like, hey, what internships am I going to prepare for for the summer? Like, hey, what job am I going to have? Like, hey, should I, even the simple uh, one of, like, am I going to come back after spring uh, after spring break, after uh, Thanksgiving break? Like, am I coming back to this university? And so it's just like, okay, um, having this kind of just, excuse the word and term, power, mm-hmm. like, how am I going to execute that with a spirit-filled life? And like, just like, okay, how do I discern what to do in that, mm-hmm. in that state? So that's yeah. kind of the decisions that are before us. Have you ever sat back and thought about, how many decisions we have to make every single day. Like you stand up out of bed and then, am I gonna make my bed or not? And then it starts from there and there's Mm. thousands of decisions each day. 
Yeah, I'm going to be honest, no. <laughs> but until you said that, that is true. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, no, you're right, man. It's just there's like a like a influx of just like a lot that you just you just go and do. And the thing is, too, you don't even really think about it. You just do it, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so then to make this a little more personal for you, sure. in what ways have you personally implemented what you were talking about in the Converge talk? Yeah, um, so... <clears throat> Yes, I have done this, and no, I haven't. Yeah. So I think that the experience with this would be personally is I've made, we've all made good decisions, and I've made good decisions. I've also made really poor decisions. And I think that's where hopefully, you know, wisdom and understanding comes in. Like you can look back and go, I can look back and go, man, I just, I didn't study for that exam. Or, what, or hey, I chose that wrong friend group. Or, hey, I didn't use discernment in using my time well, whatever the case may be. And so I've chosen bad and I've chosen good. And you kind of see, you kind of look back and go, man, even through all of that, God's been faithful. Um, but also that he gives you that prerogative of choice. He lets you choose. He loves you, he loves you enough to let you choose. Um, you know, I'm not get too much into theology here, but, you know, that limited free will that we get to have. And, yeah, so the short answer is yes, um, but also no. I've done both wise and very unwise decisions as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is interesting to just sit back and think. I kind of have this like protagonist and antagonist in my head. Yeah. And there's the voice in my head that's saying, you don't need to study right now. You don't need to sit down and do this work. I guess it's a skill that you can grow in to kind of be able to say no to that and say, mm. just kind of take a step back, think objectively, what do I need to do right now? Even like getting the, your quiet time in with the Lord in the morning. Yeah. Um, your flesh is going to battle you to not have that time. We talk a lot about muscles that you can build. Right. Um, this is a muscle that you can build and grow in. It's saying, hey, no, I'm not going to listen to that voice in my head, and I'm going to do the right thing right here. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. just that sanctification process is. And you know what? Um, the positive thing about negative consequences is it trains you. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be trained by those, and that's not all serious. Not necessarily, excuse me, a bad thing. Hmm. Um, you know, just you know, it's kind of like the the uh, the parent that just always makes a decision for the child. Mm-hmm. Like the child never learns anything, mm-hmm. and so you just you you want to be like, okay, you know, the good parents go, yeah, yeah, you you sped, okay, now go deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's how you pay how you pay for it's on the back of the ticket, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and so and they're like they're not throwing you out of the house, but they're like you know like hey, you need to take responsibility for your actions here. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, um, you know, we've all been there. We've all like, yeah, that wasn't wise. And then you just get trained by that. Mm-hmm. You know, discipline for a little while doesn't seem right until it produces righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, yeah, even in that concept. Yeah. Paul, do you think there are misconceptions in our culture about what freedom is mm-hmm. and maybe even what slavery is? A lot of people think that you can do what you want, when you want to do it, how you want to do it with whom you want to do it, and any time you want. This Converge talk is based heavily on a talk that Tim Keller gave at Oxford University. Mm. Um, and I'll have that as a resource in the PowerPoint too. Um, and one thing that he says is just like he uses the example of just like a person who's just overeating. And the doctor comes to them and, yeah, you can eat any food you want, but the doctor's giving you the wisdom and going, hey, man, if you do, if you keep doing this, like, you're going to die. You like So you have the freedom to eat the food you want, but there are consequences attached to that decision. And I think the world from the world perspective is, um, like, you can do whatever you want anytime you want, unfettered, you can, whatever. 
But what we see is, as Christians from a Christian worldview, is like that's really damaging to your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, another example he uses is just like, you know, do you view God as a boss or do you view him, view him as a father? Mm-hmm. You know, the boss, always, if you're viewing him as a, as a boss mentality, you're seeing him like, I keep all the rules, I do everything right, I get paperwork in on time and do, do, do and rules away. But there's no relationship component in there. And um, so, yeah, uh, another thing that the world kind of produces at times, and I don't want to step on any toes. I love the Constitution and everything. But we can get very much in like, hey, these are my rights, and I'm going to die on this hill with, you know, my rights. Um, And that's my freedom. Um, And sometimes that also can be in bondage, you know. And I've heard Pastor David use this, you know, I love America too much to worship it. And I totally agree with that. I love love my country. I love being American. Um, But I also don't want to love it so much that I make it a god. Um, and so you kind of see those kind of things come in there, and then you kind of get the other third, the third aspect. And I'll, I'll end on the, I'm going a little long-winded on this one, but um, you see the world kind of condemn commitments that are made, especially with us Christians. You see us, we're condemned because oh, we do have a relationship with Christ. Oh, we do have like a moral value that we hold to. Oh, there are certain practices that we just don't do as Christians. Not that they were better than anyone, for sure, no, but just that we've been set free in our hearts so we don't have to practice such and so forth and so you also see that too that's like a third aspect of just like that condemnation of what the world says that who we are Mm -hmm. and then with that we just got to define ourselves by christ not Mm -hmm. what the world thinks Mm -hmm. yeah yeah when you were talking it reminded me i'm being discipled by pastor jeff scott from heritage baptist church and something that he constantly pushes us back to is just a simple quote that he shares all the time is your responsibilities as a Christian far outweigh your rights as an American. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think the reason it resonates so well with me is because it's a lesson that I honestly needed to learn as mm-hmm. a believer. Because yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. we do live in a culture that is just very individual, individualistic and focused on me. But I think sometimes we need to constantly be reminding ourselves and preaching the gospel to ourselves. Yeah. This life is not mine anymore. Amen, so you mentioned Keller's book as a, like a foundation for, um, I guess, building this Converge Talk. Sure. Did you have any other resources, maybe specific passages or anything like that? Yeah. Um, so within what Keller gives is, you know, he talks about, um, you know, he talks about John 3. He goes to John 8. His main passage in that is John 8. He talks about mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, if you're truly disciples of mine, you know, continue my word. You'll know the truth and the truth is set you free. You guys have heard that verse. If you've grown up in church, you've heard that verse. Um Another one that I want to throw in there is Romans 6, like like slave to sin or slave to righteousness, you know, that learning that within what's been preached to their heart. And another one would be, you know, all the way back to the beginning in Genesis, in Genesis, when you see, hey, if you do what's right, won't you be accepted, which is a choice given in that moment. But if not, but then that condition is put there. But if not, sin stalks at the door and it desires to have you, but you must master it, as it says there. And so, like... Those are some just, even from the very beginning, people have been making decisions from the very beginning of time. And we've seen even through the fall of just like, hey, positive and negative consequences in the decisions that's they, that people make. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say those are a couple of passages there that I would reference to. And also lastly, really quickly, um, the Exodus account. Mm-hmm. You know, you see people coming literally out of slavery yeah. into freedom and when they get into freedom, they want to go back to Egypt. They complain to Moses about this. And uh, I want to uh, throw a little hashtag out to one of my favorite, to my favorite professor here. Her name is Dr. Gay Ferdon. She's in the school, school of government, home school of government. 
And she dropped this quote on me one time, and she said, you know, freedom takes responsibility. Some people choose to live in bondage. Mm. And so it t- within this, the right to choose, the freedom to choose, the freedom by decisions that we make, we have responsibility in that. Some people don't like that responsibility, mm. and so they choose to go back to Egypt. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's just a couple passages. Yeah. No, it is humbling to see the correlation between my life as a born-again believer and the nation of Israel. Yeah. Literally getting saved out of their bondage in Egypt and then falling back to the same idols just days yeah. <laughs> after God had freed them. And yeah, it reminds me, um, one of the verses that I really love to sit on is Second Corinthians 5.17. Mm-hmm. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new believer. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Christ allows us to have the freedom in his strength to not be slaves to sin mm-hmm. anymore. And that's why I, I'm really excited about this Converge talk because yeah. you talk about the decisions of, all right, am I going to make the decision as a born-again believer to pursue Christ or am I going to continue to walk in, in the ways that I was walking in? Yeah, and, you know, and Tyler said, well, and I've done it too, you know, and, and brother, sister who's listening, you know, we've all made the bad decisions in life. And, you know, the awesome thing is, you know, there's fresh mercy. There's fresh grace. There's fresh forgiveness today, uh, in this, in in today. You know, whenever you're listening to this, like that's fresh today, um, and you know, God, God's work is 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 resurrection power. And so, whatever you find, wherever you find yourself, like you see that throughout Scripture too. People making good and bad decisions, but you also see God just stepping in and turning it around uh, through His power. And um, yeah, that's the kind of God we serve. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that's a good segue into the next question of, okay, so how can a converged student apply this topic yeah. to their life? Yeah, um, a challenge that I want to give before I get into that question, okay. before to pre to pre uh, curse with that question, is just understanding like why does God set His people free? Hmm. Why does He do that? And we see that you know we see it in Exodus coming out, and we also see it in the New Testament as that passage you just said. You know, the old behold, the old is behold has passed away, the new has come. And so, kind of understanding, like, why does God set us free? Well, He sets us free to go, not only to glorify Him and to love Him, but to help go other set others free. And so, by our conduct, character, and conversation, by the things we do and what we don't do, we get to be a light in a dark world. Um, I was talking with a friend of mine, how Muslims come to Christ predominantly. Mm-hmm. It's um, through a dream or seeing the love of Christ in somebody. And so... Um, you know, in everything we do, and I think Dr. Piper said it well too, just in convo with uh, Pastor Greer as well. You know, in everything we do, living this worthy life, um, let's exude Jesus to people, just show them that love and grace. So, to to where that gets down to the converged student is this: like, hey, the way the way you treat the person in the sedexa line, the way you treat that outcast student on your hall, the way you conduct yourself in the gym, um, whatever it may be. You're just exuding Jesus in that moment. You're infusing love into those uh, mundane uh, aspects of life. Mm. And through that, through, through, through all of that, the way you speak, the way you treat people, they can see Jesus in that. And that's a decision to make. And again, it's not out of right and ritual. That will give, you know, rela- you know right and ritual means nothing without relationship. It means nothing. And so because you love Jesus so much in those daily decisions, the small things that you make, People can see Jesus, and um, 
Um, that's the main thing. Uh, and so it's the foundation is the word. And then as you get into leading and leading others, they can just see that touching care of Christ uh, in any decision that you have to make. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you, you were talking about our conversation, whatever that was yesterday, it was throwing me back to the conversation we were having of the hard talks that my wife Sydney and I have had to have is just evaluating our ministry and how we're spending our time. And I told you the question that came into my head one time when I was praying was, did Jesus really die and save me and keep me here on earth to be his ambassador yeah. so that I could end every night watching Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so it's making the choice of living as a new creation rather than um, for Tyler and for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and just to add on to that really quickly, you can when you've been born again and you're walking in, in the Spirit, you know when there's like your heart's not right. Mm-hmm. And so I would just encourage, and this is for, as I'm saying it to this podcast, I'm saying it to me, like if that's a moment, if you just kind of feel like something's not right, like between me and the Lord, pause, take a moment and just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like if that takes two hours, it takes two hours. So what? Mm-hmm. You know, that's our first calling is to be right with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage that too, which is a good decision to make. Yeah, <laughs> And so, um, you know, and it's just like, you know, and we all get busy. Um, I know Tyler's had a busy week. I've had a busy week. And Peter's had a busy week too. It's just, let's take that time. So we always like to tie back the competencies of Converge in this podcast. Yeah. And I know the specific competency is pretty obvious for this one is decision making. Yeah. Um, So I'd love to hear you just share with the listeners why decision making. I know we've hit on it a little bit in this. Why that's so crucial for a Christian leader. And then also how it ties back to the competency we talked about on the last episode. on responding to change and kind of how those interconnect. Oh man, it's first and foremost, it's an honor to follow Hannah and Hannah. I mean, wow. I mean, that's a power. That's a power dynamic right there. I'm not even going to try to attempt to teach like they taught last week. Um, <clears throat> I would say for the converged leader, um, one thing that I look for when I look for leaders um, are they humble? Are they genuine? And um, are they led by the Spirit? Um, and man, when you get touched by one of those people, male female doesn't matter you just you just like wow like it just kind of hits you it's like because it's so foreign it's so foreign in today in the church culture and in the real culture not real culture they're both real but mm-hmm. you know in the in the regular culture too outside the church it's just like whoa like you just you're kind of taken aback you're like man i've been around somebody special um but you know what that's just not for the select few that can be for all of us um because you know in leadership you're dealing with things you know like resources, people, time, the context of the decision you're trying to make, all of that, the specifics. Um, But man, it's just like when you come to it as, you know, a biblical, from a biblical foundation, like you're leading like Jesus. I know it sounds cliche and it's like, well, duh, Paul, thanks. I mean, like, I appreciate that. I already knew that. Yeah, for sure. Like, I understand that. But also, you just rarely see it so much that like when somebody actually does it, man, you're going to be impactful. You're going to be influential. You're going to have, you're going to make a difference. I don't care if you're the manager of the local uh, McDonald's or if you're making coffee at Starbucks or whatever, you're, you're working at a nursing home. You're like, you're, you're going to have influence there on those people because man, there's something different. Mm-hmm. And in the decisions that you make, because you're, you're influenced, you can be an influence. Mm-hmm in those moments. Um, and so tying that back to like the competency of a, uh, of a converged student, like you're understanding like, hey, you need to be productive, you need to get things done in life, 
But how are you going to do that? What's the guiding motive of you doing these things? Mm-hmm. And then uh, if that's set on like, hey, why God, pe- why God sets his people free and you're influenced by the Lord, and you're going to be knowing what you believe and why you believe it, opposed to what you don't believe and why you don't believe it, man, that's a leader right there because mm-hmm. you have conviction. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So as we're wrapping up, I'd just love to give one more opportunity to the guest. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the podcast listeners before we come to a close? Um, I was looking at my Bible this morning, and um, and some, maybe some of you are like me. You, you jot down things at the very beginning mm-hmm. of it. And this comes from a, uh, a gospel singer. She has gone to be home with the Lord, and she said something like this. She said, you know, we're people of faith, not fear. Um, and so in decision-making, sometimes fear can cripple us from stepping out in obedience. And I just want to encourage, and that's me, by the way. I'm a very, I'm a very conservative individual, and like even in making decision-making. And that can be good in some areas, but it also can stifle obedience. So I just want to encourage someone, um, you know, hey, don't let fear bound you to stepping out and do what God's called you to do. Kind of like Tyler was saying, you know, you know we're called for something more than just this, the, the temporal things of this world here. Um, so step out and do what God's called you to do. Like if you've had that burning bush moment or maybe you haven't gotten there yet, mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, God, God, God knows where you are. He sees where you're at. Mm-hmm. Step out and do what he's called you to do and just obey him, leave the consequences to him and trust him that he can see you through it. I don't feel equipped. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Just go do it. He, he equips the call. And so, yeah, we are not people of, we're people of faith. We're not people of fear. Um, so step out and just be obedient. And that's in itself a great decision that you make. Paul, you're always so encouraging and, full of wisdom I feel like um, so yeah thanks for joining us here thanks for sharing that and then to you podcast listeners thank you for tuning into the show once again and then next week on the episode we're going to have Brinsley Pierce who's going to be discussing her next Converge talk which is called Listen, Learn, and Lead so I hope this material challenges you and equips you to perform in your sphere of influence with excellence ultimately to glorify God so we'll see you next time on Beyond Qualified